Good morning. Yesterday was the Feast of the Epiphany, the day we celebrate the three Magi's arrival to greet the newly born king and bestow upon him their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It almost feels like old news to share that today. The Christmas pageant was weeks ago, and I imagine most of us have already packed away our Christmas decorations. But Christmas is such a tremendous mystery, it can't be contained in one day. It takes 12 days of celebration. And life as we know it will never be the same again. Back to those three wise men from long ago. Today I like to think of them as secular scientists. They were so beyond being outsiders to the Hebrew scriptures, to the Hebrew way of thinking. And I think it's beautiful that they are included in the story because they show us that the story is even greater its reach is even further than we might have first imagined. Their inclusion shows us that Jesus brought life and light to all people, that God's love and salvation extends to everyone, even those beyond our story. And they remind us to open our eyes to the unexpected ways in which God's love breaks in, sometimes even tearing open the heavens so that we may encounter Jesus and our own belovedness. In Mark's account of this good news, the story we just heard, we aren't given a sweet story of the animals looking on as the little baby Jesus was born in the manger. Mark's gospel jumps right in. He rushes us into the story, which unfolds at an almost breathless pace, like he can't hold it back. The story is so fierce, it's so essential, and he might run out of time if he doesn't just dive in and go. Reading Mark's gospel, it reminds me of hearing one of my children share an exciting moment from their day. The words are tumbling out, sometimes tripping over each other, and there are moments of confusion or disorientation while I try to fill in the gaps of what they're really trying to say. It's like my three-year-old, especially, when he's recounting an important discovery he's made. Mark is possessed by that same kind of urgency to share this good news, which begins with a baptism. Jesus, along with a whole throng of Judeans, inspired by John's preaching, makes his way to the Jordan River and is immersed in the waters of repentance and forgiveness. Repentance is one of those words that can carry a a heavy meaning. I feel like it's got some baggage attached to it. But repentance, the word is metanoia in Greek, it simply means to change your mind to turn around, to move in a new direction. Here, to turn toward God and enter into eternal life in God's kingdom. And then comes what I think of as the Lion King moment. Jesus sees the heavens torn apart and he hears this big booming voice from heaven, or at least I imagine it's a big booming voice from heaven saying, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And he sees the spirit descending like a dove on him. What does this mean for us today? In that brief opening lesson we heard, it's the first line of the Hebrew scripture, the first words of the story of how we came to be here, of how creation came to be. God speaks creation into being. 
And as God is speaking creation into being, God sees that it is good. Creation is here to be a blessing for us. And we, the creatures that get to inhabit this beautiful world, our role is to rest in and celebrate the fact that creation is a blessing. Sometimes I think we lose sight on this, of this, and that's why our world changed forever on Christmas. It changed on that first Christmas long, long ago, but we keep it alive by remembering it every year. God came into the world in a new way to show us the way. There's a theologian and author named Dallas Willard, and he uses this language about the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of the world. And it's not that they're separate so much, because I believe in God's kingdom, in God's creation, everything is spiritual. It's almost like there's a different lens that you could look through. Whether you're seeing through the lens of God's kingdom or God's realm or the economy of heaven, or whether you're viewing through the lens of the kingdom of the world or the economy of the world. Dallas Wood describes it as almost there's these two, two realms, and our work is to try to, to knit them together, to try to bring the kingdom of heaven so that it's so, it's so woven throughout the kingdom of the world that what we see is God's economy. Reminds me, when I was in college, I think I had a pair of sunglasses that had a rose-colored tint to them. I love them. I enjoy the color pink. But every time I put it on, it kind of just shifted things a little bit. Everything looked a little bit different. Reminds me of when we fall in love. Everything just seems a little brighter, a little more vibrant, a little more alive. This idea reminds me of when I was newly pregnant. It's like I was carrying around this secret that that I knew, and it made the whole world look different. And then when I would talk to other people, I realized that they saw something different too, but it it was subtle. In some ways, it's like when you run an upgrade on your smartphone. It's the same, but a little different. In God's realm, things are upside down. Everybody's in. We're all connected. Grace embraces us all. Today we celebrate Jesus' baptism and other new baptisms. Through water and the Holy Spirit, in baptism we are fully initiated into Christ's body, into the church. It's an expression of our decision to follow the way of Jesus or our intention to raise our child in the way of Jesus. And baptism is done with water in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In the three names of the one God we know is a trinity. Our God, this trinitarian form, it's not stagnant, it's not still. I think there's something to God being the creator, the redeemer, and the sustainer that relates and interconnect and move together. Paul is writing to an early church, a group of people gathering in Ephesus. He says this, 
At the center of everything, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which everything is filled with his presence. In a few moments, we will all join the baptismal candidates in reaffirming our own baptismal vows. And I'd like to invite your attention to linger on one in particular, one that I find myself leaning on in the last couple of years especially. And it sort of surprises me because one of the baptismal covenant vows is that we will seek to serve Christ in our, all persons, loving our neighbor as ourself. Loving our neighbor as ourself, that's a good one. That's a good kind of blanket, operate in the world under this premise. For me lately, the one that rings a little truer, touches a little closer to home, is this one. Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? Sometimes it seems so hard to live into that way of respecting the dignity of every human being. Those we agree with easily, those we feel disconnection or disruption with. And yet, in God's economy, in the kingdom of heaven, we are called to respect the dignity of everyone in God's creation. God and the Holy Spirit embrace Jesus in his baptism. And we're invited to glimpse the mysterious way in which God is not stagnant. God is relationship. God is movement between and among the creator, the sustainer, the redeemer. Connection is at the core. Just as God embraced Jesus in his baptism, we are embraced in our baptism too. And we're invited into this living, breathing body we call the church. The church that's not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. We are drawn into this holy embrace and our understanding of the world is transformed and there's no turning back. God invites us. We turn towards this invitation and are embraced by the love which knows no bounds. May our eyes be open to the wonder, the mystery, and the glory of God's creation. And may our hearts be open to God's love, which pulses within and between and connects us all. Amen.